It's 12 o'clock. Are you okay? Do we need to bring sandwiches in? Or You would believe it if I did it, wouldn't you? Wouldn't that be something to just bring in sandwiches, have lunch, and then I preach? If you feed them, they will come. If you feed them, they will stay. They will stay. You okay, right? 30 minutes. Can you, can you handle 30 minutes? Remember, 6,000 commercials, 30 minutes. Anybody feel sorry for me now? It's a huge job. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to preach about I've fallen and can't get up. You all know the commercial? It's famous, famous commercial now, right? It's as, it's as famous as that old Wendy's commercial, Where's the Beef? You all remember that one? You've got to be old to remember that one. I've fallen and, and, and can't get up. And I want, I want to talk to you briefly about pain, how God can use pain to speak to us. It's not the way we like. <clears throat> it's not the way we seek or want, but there it is. We've been talking about seven voices. This is the seventh one that God uses. We've discussed Scripture. We've discussed desires, dreams, doors. How many believe God can use people? And we talked about promptings, how God uses promptings to speak to us. But today I want to talk about the last one, and then we'll get into, uh, into a new series. But prompting, I want to talk about pain. They're all fun and exciting except for that last one. So let's get real. And let's figure out how God uses pain. And again, I'm having to do some teaching. Have you been okay with this? Okay. Uh, I'll get back to preaching and I'll yell and scream at you later, okay? <laughs> Listen, since the fall, since Adam and Eve, how many plan on having a long talk with Adam and Eve when you get to heaven? Yeah. Like you wouldn't have done what they did. Yeah. Like one, one person said, it's not about the fruit in the tree, it's about the pear on the ground um, that, that messed this whole thing up for us, right? Um, you know, but in our society now, we spend a lot of time and a lot of energy avoiding pain. We medicate it, least little headache, oh, oh, drop a couple aspirin or whatever you take. There are now whole industries that make billions of dollars just medicating pain. And now there's a whole, well, I almost said generation, but the age doesn't matter. There's a whole lot of people, whole millions of people that are being, being, being addicted to pain medicine, which leads to opioid abuse. And it's epidemic now, and it's all because of pain. I, I want you to hear something. God is actually the author of pleasure. Pick the subject. God, is, God, God started it. How many, believe, how many know, the kids are gone, right? How many know God is the author of sex? Oh, I thought you'd be more excited than that, but what? You've got to know your audience, right? What, are you all beyond that now, or what's the deal here? God is the author of sex. Can I get an amen? I mean, if he's the author of it, it's okay. God is the author of food. Oh, stronger on that, yeah. Recreation and rest, God's idea, these are all pleasures God has given us, but whenever they are abused or misused, they bring pain. Entertainment, sex, food, all these things, I can make a whole long, whole long list. 
But anytime they are abused, they bring pain. So a lot of the pain that comes into the world, it's not from God. It's basically an abuse of pleasures God has given us. Wow. Wow. So God doesn't necessarily, you know, He doesn't bring that on us. But even when it's our fault, or even when it's someone else's fault, thank God He can even turn and use that for His glory. God can even speak through pain when it's you that messed it up in the first place. Now, I don't suggest you go that route to hear from God, but how many of us have wound up there and it is what it is? How many people today are suffering from depression, anxiety, fear, regrets from the past, physical pain? How many of us are medicating pain? And I'm not saying it's wrong to do it, but oh, let's trust Jesus. But I'm going to give you something. Pain is actually a gift. Okay, uh, yeah, yes it is. <laughs> I was in a, in a college class once, and they were going through a lot of the gifts. How many know celibacy is a gift? So they were going through these gifts, and they said celibacy is a, list, a gift. And one young man in the back said, can you refuse a gift? <laughs> Never forget that. So this might be a gift we want to refuse. We don't want to go there, but... But it really is a gift. I remember many, 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 many years ago. How many remember the Twilight Zone? I think they do them on repeat still. You can watch it in classic TV. And, and on, this, uh, on this show of Twilight Zone, there was a guy who had lost all sense of feeling, and he thought he was really blessed. He couldn't feel any pain. He couldn't feel anything. And, and uh, to make a long story short, he walks across broken glass and didn't even know it because he couldn't feel anything, and he bled to death. He couldn't even feel the blood on the bottom of his feet. Pain tells us something's wrong. Pain warns us something's not right. Pain warns us we're going the wrong way, doing the wrong thing, headed the wrong direction. Pain is something good that can warn us, that can stop us. And we've heard people say that sometimes you have to hit rock bottom before you realize that that it's time to get back up. Some people are in so much pain today that they actually get to the point where they can't feel anything anymore. That's why young people, and I know some people, I don't understand this, I don't understand why young people cut themselves. I'm going to tell you why. They have been so hurt that they're numb to all feeling. It's like, it's like how, many, how many know if, if you're overwhelmed with pain, your brain will shut down and you will, you will pass out from the pain, right? What is that? That's your brain saying, this guy can't deal with this. Shut her down. Now, that happens emotionally, too. When people have so much pain in their life, they get to the point where they shut down. They can't feel anything. And they get to the point where the only thing they can actually feel is a knife cutting on their skin. And they got to feel something. You can't go through life not feeling anything. You may think that that's a good thing, but it's not. God made us to feel. That disease called leprosy, a lot of us don't realize. We see noses coming off, fingers falling off. Oh, that must be painful. No, it's not painful at all. Lepers lose their sense of feeling. Their nerve endings actually cease 
to hurt. And they could, they could drop a nose off or fingers or a foot and not even feel it. No, no. We can't live without pain. It can be a gift God gives us. Wow. To let us know something's wrong or something's coming against us. I, we, we could spend a long time talking about all the biblical characters that had to go through pain and how God used it, right? Joseph, they meant it for evil. You know, his brothers throw him in jail. Moses had to spend 40 years in the wilderness shepherding sheep. <laughs> With all his gifts and talents, God threw him in the desert for 40 years. They, they threw Jeremiah in a cistern, probably was a toilet for the city. They threw him in there. And I, it was, we'd be saying, now, Lord, I've been faithful. I don't know why you're putting me in this. But we face pain. Hello? Eleven of the twelve disciples died as martyrs, crucified, stoned, whatever, burned at the stake. Eleven out of twelve. Look at what, what, what Sarah went through all her life, the mockery. Rachel cried out, give me children or I die. Mary Magdalene had to deal with seven demons. David, David's father-in-law is trying to kill him. People have experienced pain. C.S. Lewis, if you haven't read him, boy, you need to read him. He said, God whispers in joy, but he shouts in pain. He shouts in pain. I wonder, you, you do what you want with this, but sometimes I think if God can't get through to us with the other six methods, that might be the only one left. That maybe if we don't hear through the other six, that he gets our attention through pain. Not, not, that, not that he wants to send the pain. Not that he gets any joy out of the pain. But sometimes we, we, we ignore him, get ourselves in trouble, get ourselves in a place where we're hurting, and then God will speak through the pain. Wow. Oh, yeah. God can speak through pain. The pain. The thing about the seventh one is you can't ignore it. You can ignore the other six, but you can't ignore that one. How about Job? Let's go to the Scriptures. Job, right? You know I had to go to Job. Suffered maybe more than any other man as far as just, just you know, nowadays we, we talk about every, everything has to be fair. I got, I got a word for you. Life's not fair. There's nowhere in the Scriptures that says, Thus saith the Lord, your life will always be fair. No, it's very unfair, the kind of life we have to live, but we live it for Jesus. In Job chapter 6 and verse 10 in the NIV, he says, Then I would still have this consolation, my joy in unrelenting pain, that I had not denied the words of the Holy One. Who thinks like this anymore? In American society, we don't think like this. We avoid pain at all costs. And Job says, I'm going through a lot of pain, but I have comfort in this. And it's turning into joy. Because in spite of all the pain, all the loss, all the hurt, I've not denied the Lord. I'm still living the life. I still have His Word living in me. And I've not given up. And it's bringing joy. Come on. It's dancing in the door 
doorway and saying, I'm not enjoying this, but I'm going to dance over my pain until God gives me a miracle. Oh, somebody help me in the house. I might preach after all. Ah, oh, help us in this place. Amen. He had a joy that didn't quit, that didn't give in. God, give us that joy. You can't work it up. You can't bring it up. Amen. It's just a joy that's in you that God put there. If you learn how to access it, somebody shout out. Take a praise, praise break and magnify the Lord. Wow. That word for joy in the Hebrew, I love this. It means to leap like a horse so sparks fly. Don't you love Hebrew? Hebrew's most explicit language, and then we put it in boring English, right? And then we say, well, this is God's word. And the, no, no, you know, God's word was original in Hebrew. <laughs> and then we translate it into English, and it loses something. But I like it. Job says, I feel like a horse with a jump, with a leap that'll cause sparks on the pavement. Amen. Woo! That's joy, unspeakable and full of glory. One man said he's not just jumping for joy, he's dancing on disappointment. Come on, get it in your spirit. Uh, I should maybe just bring Will back and let him finish that word because he was stealing my, stealing my word. Listen, it's a rare joy. It doesn't deny pain. It defies pain. We don't say, I just pretend like I'm not hurting. No, but I, I know I'm hurting, but I defy it in Jesus' name. And that will bring you joy when you stand up and praise him anyway. Oh, that's the kind of joy that defies pain, and it's the kind of joy that God will speak through. Can I get an amen? Back to Job chapter 1, verse 20 through 22. At this, Job got up and tore his robe, shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in pity, in complaining, in self, you know, feeling sorry for himself. He fell ah, to worship. Oh, I wish some of us would fall to worship. We fall for a lot of reasons, but God help us. Let's fall to worship him. I like what uh, Wilkerson said. He said, the next move of God, people won't be falling backwards. They'll be falling forwards in the presence of God. There's a presence coming in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our hurt. Oh, my God. You won't just be falling out in the spirit. You'll be falling into the spirit in worship, in your pain. Amen. Naked I came from my mother's womb. I came into here without a thing. And naked I'm going to go out. There are no trailers behind a hearse. Nothing. Nothing. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Whatever I've gained, it wasn't me anyway. It was the Lord. If the Lord gave it to you, doesn't he have the right to take it away? And isn't it really for your best? One yes, two. Can I get three? Can I get three? Can I get an amen? May the name of the Lord be praised. And in verse 22, he says this. In all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. And 
And that brought joy to his life. Get this. Psalms 149, verse 6 through 9. You've probably heard this a million times, but I want to read this in the Passion Translation so it's going to sound a little different. You're going to love it. He said, God's high and holy praises. Remember the high praise of God? God's high and holy praises fill their mouths for their shouted praises are their weapons of war. Oh, somebody get a hold of that. Your shout is your weapon, even in the midst of praise, even in the midst of pain. Hallelujah. Next verse says, these warring weapons will bring vengeance on every opposing force and every resistant power. Verse 8. Ah, to bind kings. Now listen, we're not talking about natural kings. We're talking about demonic uh, kingdoms here with chains and rulers with iron shackles. Ha, hallelujah. Praise-filled warriors will enforce the judgment doom decreed against their enemies. This is the glorious honor he gives to all his godly lovers. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Somebody magnify him. The high praises are the hardest praises. Sometimes we think the high praise of God is just the noisiest. Not necessarily. The high praises are the hard praises. The high praises are when you're hurting so badly you can't get out of bed. We are hurting so bad, so depressed you can't smile, but yet you force up a hand. I don't feel it, but I praise you. That's the high praise. That's not the common praise. It's the high praise. It's not the praise you praise when everything's going okay. That's easy. It's easy to praise God when he gave you that new Cadillac. Just dance and shout. But, boy, it's a lot harder to dance when your wife is in a wheelchair. It's hard to dance when your back's hurting so bad you can't hardly stand up straight. It's hard to praise him when you're in that you're you're dealing with that 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 old black dog called depression. When you're so much fear and anxiety and or regret from the past and you feel feel like you can't get out of bed and you feel like you can't get up and you can't sleep at night. But oh, there's a praise in you anyway. It's not emotional. It's not from your emotions. It's just a a choice you made that I'm going to praise him anyway because he's better than my pain. He's more effective than anything coming against me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I'm going to let out a praise even when I don't feel like. Oh, my God, he's in this place. One man said this. You need to sing that song until you believe it. I think sometimes when we sing, we lie more than any other time of our lives. We're singing songs we don't believe. We're singing songs we're giving lip service to. We're just going through the motions. We're waiting for an emotional thing with the song. And oh, but I'm telling you, when you're going through something, God gives you a song that applies to what you're going through. You ought to just put that thing on repeat. 
How many got a repeat button on your machine? You just put it on repeat and you just play it over and over and over and oh, just keep playing it. Amen. We we might get stuck up here one Sunday morning. We might get on a song and we might just sing it for an hour and a half like, like it happened during the revival. Sometimes you just got to sing it till you believe it. Oh, help us in this place. Amen. Sing it. Until you believe it, about the twelfth time it'll hit you. Oh, that's truth. Oh, that applies. Oh, that's going to make a difference. Psalm 16, 11. I'm almost done. Lord, oh, I'm sorry. For you bring me, whatever. Look, whatever you throw up here, I'll preach. Did I do Psalms 32, 7? I'm sorry. That was my fault. Go back. Let's, yeah, we got to read them all. Lord. You are my secret hiding place, protecting me from these troubles. You surround me. Oh, I feel it. You surround me. Say it. You surround me. Didn't we sing it this morning? You surround me with songs of gladness. God's got some happy songs. And we're getting to a place, and we got to explain this over time. It'll take time to get it. We saw a bit of it. We got a glimpse of it this morning. But God, we're getting to a place where we're not just singing songs about God. We're not just singing songs to God. We're going to get songs. We're going to get Him singing songs to us. Songs of gladness surrounding me. God, send that heavenly choir. Surround me with singing angels. I want to hear your voice around me in the midst of trouble, in the midst of pain. Oh, God, your joy, God's, God's, God's joyous shouts of rescue. Release my breakthrough. Selah, come on and praise him. I need a Hammond B3 push up here right about now. That'd be good. Oh, I feel the Lord. Joyous shouts of rescue. Release my breakthrough. Protecting me from these troubles. Surrounding me with songs of gladness. My God, where has this scripture been? (laughs) This is huge. Huge. Say, this is huge. Him singing songs. You know what? Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. You know what that tells me? God believes in the power of song. Maybe he is a song. Well, he's called the song of songs. Oh, Lord, you'll get it later. You'll get it later. You'll get it later. He's singing over us. Psalm 1611. This is from the Passion Translation. For you bring me a continual revelation of resurrection life, the path to the bliss that brings me face to face with you. He brings us that continual, oh, I want to preach on resurrection. When are we going to get over the thought that resurrection is just about when we're dead? Go ahead and die now. Not physically. Die to self and start tapping into resurrection power now. Say now. Come on, someone. Oh, hallelujah. Let me close with this. It's all about his presence. It's all about his presence. I, I, didn't, I, oh, I forgot to get it up here. But he said, in your presence, in your presence is joy. 
Oh, y'all aren't getting me. In your presence. That's why Job's shouting. In your presence. Oh, y'all aren't hearing me. You guys aren't getting me. In your presence. It's not about being in the pain. It's about being in the presence. If you can get in the presence, he can speak to you through the pain. If you can get in the presence, you'll know joy in the pain. You'll get a high praise. God, give us a high praise. I I, I thought I'd throw this up there because some of you don't write things down. Don't let what's wrong with you keep you from what's right with God because he's a good, good father. Job 42, wrap this up. Watch this. Watch this. Now the Lord blessed the latter days of Journey Life Center and this old pastor more than his beginning. Shut. For he had not 7,000, 14,000 sheep. Job is one of the oldest books in the Bible. Job goes way back to the time of Abraham, okay? So this is really B.C. I mean, this is ancient stuff. You got 14,000 sheep. You're one of the richest people in the world. (laughs) 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 female donkeys. Doesn't even say how many male donkeys he had. He also had twice as many sons and daughters, seven sons and three daughters. Oh, that's my God. Hallelujah. One more verse. In all the land were found no women so beautiful. Boy, I tell you, when it mentions women in the Bible, they had to be spectacular. As the daughters of Job, and their father gave them an inheritance among their brothers. Boy, I need to preach that on Mother's Day. That's powerful. He said he even gave his daughters an inheritance. Oh, that'll get preached. That'll get preached. After this, after this, after this pain, Job lived 140 years. He saw his children and grandchildren for four generations. Great, great grandchildren. Well, if you can see your great grandchildren, you started really young. But to see great, great grand, oh, God did. For that little bit of pain that didn't last very long, he lived another 140 years. Wow. And saw his children's children, children, children. And he was one of the most blessed men on the planet. Don't focus on Job's pain. Focus on Job's pleasure. Focus on Job who said, I came in without anything. I'm going back without anything. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If you can say, blessed be God, no matter what's, what you're facing, that's the high praise of God. Wow. Stand with me. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. There's a breakthrough here. There's a breakthrough here. There's a breakthrough here. Some of you have been dealing with so much pain for so long. There's a breakthrough here. There's a breakthrough. There's a breakthrough. Hallelujah. You may have fallen. You may be hurting. You may not be able to get up, but raise your hands and give him the high praise. Can somebody give him the high praise right now? That praise that comes 
even when you can't, even when you don't feel it, don't like what you're going through. If you're hurting physically, emotionally, financially, in your marriage, nobody has to know what category it is. Would you step up here? I, I, I want to pray for you because there's a breakthrough. God's speaking through the pain. He's going to bring you to the, from the prison to the palace. He's going to get you to a higher place. If you'll just give him a higher praise. Oh, that's good. God will get you to a higher place if you learn how to give him a higher praise.